Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S peanuts.com. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today uh, to talk for the next hour about pipes and plumbing, our single-entry Super Mario brother, Mr. Joshua Toadstool. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Good, man. My fiance is excited with the amount of pipe that uh, the plumber laid yesterday. She's satisfied, so happy, happy wife, happy life. So we move on to the hockey slate. It, it, it didn't even take 30 seconds. It didn't even, <laughs> this is good. The show's gone off the rails and it didn't even take 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, but we'd like to thank Yahoo for being our sponsor. They have been our sponsor uh, this entire season. They have been very good to us uh, um, so far this year. And we do have a special giveaway through Yahoo that we'll talk about a little bit later. All right, let's talk about last night's slate. Just a short four-game slate, but it was a good night uh, for some Osmo people I saw. Uh, after a bunch of 1% finishes, Mr. G, uh, Saul Goodman, finally came through. I shouldn't say finally. He was going to get there eventually. But he came through with the bank, uh, took down, I think it was the 265 uh, for 10K. Uh, we had Chris Negus. I think he finished second. It was in the $33, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was the 33 or it's the 40. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, the 40. He had a four-figure night. Uh, for himself so congrats to Mr. Goodman congrats to Mr. Negus on good nights um I cashed myself last night went nearly 3x can't really complain about that I was talking to you before the show um went one lineup on the four game slate last night went with Hamannick and Elias Pedersen as a two-man stack uh to go with Colorado obviously uh Pedersen and Hamannick didn't come through so while I cashed I didn't finish near the top how'd you do last night uh <laughs> for anybody that's wondering that is josh's son avery calling him a terrible DM oh, player. yeah no <laughs> wow the seams man um i know you're right uh i didn't do great because i made a really bad swap before the slate when i saw the new uh colorado lines uh, i swapped Randon taze to landeskog mccarr and that was a costly error and then uh, I had Demko, I bubbled. And that's just like, that's that's the thing I hate the most. I'd rather just get absolutely shredded than bubble because you have to pay attention the whole night uh, just to watch your winnings disappear at the end. 
Yeah, those are always tough ones. Um, and I see Chris Worstel in chat. Uh, he, I think he's been having a good season so far. It says, almost a great night, had a good night. Colorado won with McCarr, Rangers three, Hamannick and Demko. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably went Hamannick and Demko last night. I know I certainly did. Hamannick didn't uh, come through for us. Two shot blocks, like just so close to bringing enough value to be worth it, but didn't quite get there. But congrats, Mr. Goodman. Congrats, Mr. Negus. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll bring some more winners to the forefront tonight, and we'll be able to talk about those tomorrow. Um, I just want to talk about one of the games that was on the slate yesterday real quick, because we do have a huge 10-game slate to get through. I don't want to take too much time. And it was the Canucks Bruins, because the Bruins are on this slate. Um, they look like they have pretty good leverage by our top stacks tool, but you and I talked before the show. I only watched the first period of that game. You watched more of it. I found it borderline unwatchable. Like Boston didn't look very good. And that top line has had some struggles uh, over the last few weeks. So what do you think of that game? Yeah, it was just like the first period and a half, two periods. It was just such a slow paced game. Like Boston could get anything going. You know, Boston didn't look good offensively. You know, that Bergeron line still good defensively. So the Canucks didn't really get anything going. The only reason Boston scored is because they got a lucky five on three. Like that goalie interference call was a bit suspect. I think they just wanted to get, you know, the tied game and then go from there. And then, you know, Canucks wanted to shoot out. But I felt like I was watching Rangers game. <laughs> I, I, that's my, my running theory on the NHL is referees aren't there to call the rules. They're there to keep the games close. And I, I like your conspiracy theory there with that. But we're going to take our tinfoil hats off and we're going to get to the slate. Um, see about 60 people watching. If you guys could throw us a thumbs up, click that like button. It'll really help us look good for the bosses. Click the subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, helps us grow this channel. And uh, don't forget yet to click the notification button. Get alerts whenever we do go live. Uh, we have a bunch of free stuff up on the site as we normally do. Uh, today being no exception, we have Thursday night football player rankings. We have NBA main slate ownership projections, and we have NHL ownership projections for tonight. Um, you know, we do talk about how sometimes NHL uh, ownership can be overblown in NHL, but it's very much worth it to see what the very overown plays are going to be and where the underowned plays are going to be and how you can balance that. So check out the NHL ownership we have up on the site free for today. Let's get to these games. We have the Tampa Bay Lightning with a 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 2.9 implied goal total. Obviously, Mitch still no Mitch Marner. He's going to be out for a little while yet. Uh, the big news on the Tampa side is that Anthony Sorelli is a game time decision. And, you know, he might be with brain point injured. He's their best defensive center. Um, probably not even close to their best defensive center, I would say as well. So, like researching this game, I did not really have a lot of interest. Like you and I talked before the show, Tampa Bay likes to grind the games down, especially with Point and, and Kucherov and all those guys hurt. Um, they like to grind the games down, play it slow. Um, Toronto's top line, Matthews is not going to be without Marner. And we've talked about his numbers without Marner and Nylander. They're considerably worse over the years when he doesn't have one of those elite wingers with them. Um, I think there could be some playable stuff here, but for me, honestly, I think Anthony Sorelli's status is a, is a big concern here. Yeah. Um, if Sorelli's in, like, it's weird to say, like, I have no interest in the Leafs. 
like that that Stamkos line with Palat and Joseph is they're just so low event both ways. They just like they just grind the game to the halt. And Sorelli Kalorn, uh, Gabriel Fortier, their numbers, it's a small sample, but they're they're ridiculously good defensively. Sorelli's out. I, I'm gonna have some interest in Tavares Nylander. The problem is, you know, Tavares is really expensive, Nylander is really expensive. There's a lot of other expensive spots that I like on the slate. I just don't know if I want to pay up there. I think, you know, if Sorelli's in, honestly, the only thing that I'm probably going to be interested in is an Andre Kasha one-off. Um, you know, he's still power play one. He's 3,300. He's not garnering much ownership. So I think that's where I'm going to go. If you want to play like, like Matthews, I guess, you know, go for it. You know, 10%. How often do you get a decently low-owned Matthews? That 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 is what worries me a little bit, but they have a 2.9 total. There's a lot of other higher totals. Tampa just, you know, they, they know how to play with all these guys out. They just, they have to slow it down. Like the pace of the lightning just, just worry me. Vasilevsky worries me. You know what I mean? So I'm probably going to be very underweight on the field. If Sorelli plays, um, he's out. I'll have to consider some, some uh, Toronto too, but you know, luckily this is a early game. So we'll know right away. You know, or at least 30 minutes before lock, and then you can make your decisions from there. So I'm probably going to be pretty much out on Toronto tonight. On the Tampa side, there's nothing I would full stack. Um, I don't even know if I would want off anybody on this slate. Or yeah, I mean, like Stamkos is too expensive for me. I, I wouldn't want to one off Pilat, like Sorelli, Kalorn, maybe just because they're getting no ownership. But really, this game to me, I, I'm probably not going to have anything from it. Yeah, I, I will say, like, I don't mind playing Austin Matthews as a one-off here tonight, but I think if you're going to play him in a stack, you power play stack, right? Like, I'm not going to play him with Wayne Simmons and Michael Bunting in a stack. That's just not something I'm going to do. It'd be something like Tavares, Nylander, Matthews as a three-man power play stack. But uh, honestly, I just don't have any interest. These are two of the better penalty kills in the entire league, like both certainly top 10, maybe even top five. Um, and like we said, Tampa Bay likes to grind it down. So I'm going to I'm going to you know, we have a lot of games to talk about. I'm not going to drone on. I am not stacking out of this game. Um, I like, like you said, I do, I, there are some one-offs. I like Andre Kasha is a one-off. I definitely like uh, Alex Kalorn. If Sorelli's in, I don't mind him as a one-off as well. If you want a one-off Austin Matthews, I think, like I said earlier, I think that's perfectly fine, but no stacks for me out of this game. I think I'll just, like I said, I'll just be one-offing uh, some better value players that I can find uh, on the blue line. Ryan McDonough sticks out to me as long as Eric Chernak's not back in the lineup. Um, on the Toronto side, there's just not a lot to like. Ugh, man, like I want to say Jake Muzzin for 3,400, but man, he, he strikes me as Toronto's Jeff Petrie this year. Yeah, his peripherals are good and bad. I agree with, with McDonough. And then, you know, this isn't the slate for it, but we'll talk about it another time. I think Morgan Riley has become playable again, but, you know, this isn't the slate to do it, I don't think. Yeah, I, I think the time to do it is in a, even a better power play matchup. Yeah. It's just a terrible, terrible power play yeah. matchup for Toronto in this game. I agree. All right, let's get to the next game. Chicago, 2.9 implied goal, implied goal total. They're going into Montreal. The Habs have a 2.5 implied goal total. Um, Chicago's making a lot of lineup changes, as they typically have. Dylan Strom is scratched. So Philip Kurashev is going to be back in. And they said that a line is going to be Kurashev. Kubalik and Kirby Doc. Now, those three players being lined means that there is Jonathan Taze, 
Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrincat, and Brandon Hagel for three spots on the top line. One of those guys is going to get boned. I'm guessing it's going to be DeBrincat that gets sent down to the third line so that they can, so that they can spread out the scoring. That kind of makes me like the Brinkat because there is no matchup concern from the second, third, or fourth lines for Montreal here. Like, absolutely none. So, you know, I'm assuming nobody's – but that's the kind of thing that worries me is, like, we don't have the line combination, so maybe people still assume the Brinkat's going to be in the top six or something like that. So, worried about ownership here. Um, I think there might be some stuff that's playable on both sides. What do you think, Josh? Is Dvorak – in or he's a game time decision isn't yeah it? he's a game time decision montreal didn't run lines yeah. this morning either. yeah so like if dvorak's out there's literally no lines that worry me not that like dvorak I mean, would i will say our like our that army or not army that lekin and evans, and evans. Yeah. yeah that would be the only one that would give me some pause other than that nothing yeah i mean it would dvorak there with lekin and evans makes it probably better than ryan polling or whoever they'll put there you know what i mean so and like, there's a lot of five and a half totals on this game, uh, on this slate. And there are some other five and a half total spots that I like a lot better. The one thing I'll say is like, we always talk like these, the Chicago beat writers, like, oh, you know, since whoever got fired, they've been better defensively, yada, yada, yada. Our, our buddy, uh, Saul G Enterprises LLC shared with us before uh, about the uh, Blackhawks penalty kill the past week they're like dead last and everything so like mike hoffman makes some sense his his power play rates are just out of bounds like if you want to hop on that stat trick and look it up i don't we have a big slate got other things to talk about than mike hoffman for five minutes but like at 4k i think he is definitely viable you want to go hoffman suzuki drew and they fully correlate that it does worry me that they're getting you know double digit ownership on a 2.5 total at home but it is the Blackhawks, so in MME, I think that makes sense. Um, I'm assuming the top line for Chicago is going to be Hagel, Taze, Kane. Um, you know, if they're going to get that Lekin and Evans matchup at that ownership, I'll probably pass. I think that they're fine in MME. I actually don't mind the Kershev, Doc, Kubelik line. Uh, they're cheap. They're decent filler. The power play correlation is kind of wonky, um, and Doc doesn't really shoot too much. But Kubelik at 3,800, getting these matchups, Hopefully he shoots the puck. Uh, that's a pretty good one-off. Uh, assuming people know the Chicago lines, the Brinkat 6,600 on the third line. If he, if you know, we notice his ownership going down, like he's around one two percent. Like I think he's a very good one-off as well. Top power play. He's going to play with Kane on the power play. Who knows what these lines stick? Like the thing with the Blackhawks. Who knows what the lines are going to be in the second period even? So I think the Brinkat makes some sense. But overall, like, I don't think I'm full stacking in this game either. There's some one-offs that I'll, I'll play, maybe a little bit of Kershev, Kubelik, but really, like, again, another game that I don't have much interest in. Yeah, I just want to talk about the Brinkat. You mentioned his pro- pro- probable low ownership rate. Um, we had him at 3% uh, in our first ownership run, and that was when he was expected to be in the top six. If he's going to be on the third line, he's going to be, like, 1%, 2%, right? So do like the Brinkat here. Um as a one-off I'm with you I think this is another one-off game for me Mike Hoffman um also a good one-off for his price uh you know that his power play shooting is just insane either he scores on the power play or the you know the puck gets shot out (laughs) like that's just kind of how it goes for Montreal's power play um but I'm with you on the Kubelik Doc Kershev uh train because 
Like they're going to avoid that only good defensive line for Montreal. And I mean, Montreal is absolutely horrific defensively. <laughs> Second worst in the league over the last month. The only team worse is Philadelphia. This is Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, this is Chicago against Philadelphia. Mike, I'm sorry. Please don't cut my, he's getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer, Mike is a big flyers. He's, he's going to turn you green yeah, like last he, year. <laughs> um but yeah this is just montreal is just a horrific defensive team um i really really do like chicago here i just find it tough uh to go along with the lines that they have so i think taves and kane as a two-man uh makes sense i think you know kubalik uh and kershev for that uh, secondary power play unit makes some sense i think to bring cat as a one-off also makes sense uh one-off mike hoffman on the other side uh on the blue line I think Connor Murphy should be back for Chicago because he was out in there. He was like a game time decision for the last game. He probably should be back now. Um, Seth Jones back to the top power play unit. What do you think here? I mean, there's a lot of pretty expensive spots tonight. So like, I don't know, like if Jones is going to be near that 17% ownership, I think he gets overlooked a little bit. I don't, this is a good power play spot. So, I mean, if you can get, if I wouldn't force Jones into your lineup, but you, if you happen to land there, I think it's perfectly fine. Um, Calvin DeHaan, Min Price for some shot blocks, I guess. On the uh, Montreal side, there's not really much there. I wish, you know, Kale Clay would be getting some more minutes, but uh, I don't mind him as with Hoffman as a little two-man, but that's about it. Yeah, we should note. Uh, Kale Clegg over on Montreal now uh, should be getting some uh, top power play minutes with Mike Hoffman. And that two man is $6,500. So not a bad little spot there. Uh, next game, Anaheim, 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Columbus. Uh, the Jackets have a 2.9 implied goal total. We love this game, don't we, Josh? And it's hard to fathom. Imagine the first week of October and you're, you're thinking to yourself, I cannot wait for that Columbus Anaheim game in early December, but this actually should be a pretty good game to watch. Um, obviously Trevor Zegers with that uh, just absurd goal in the last game, that flick from behind the net uh, to Sonny Milano. So uh, Anaheim's ownership looks like they're going to come in lower than the last slate, uh, at least by our last ownership run. So I think there's stuff on that side, but there's also certainly stuff to play on Columbus. So what do you like here, Josh? Yeah. You know, we talked about rest and this and that yesterday. This is three and four nights for the Ducks, but Zegers and Milano are like 12 years old. Like they're the same age as Jake. Like they're in middle school. So like they'll, they'll be fine. You know, Ricard Raquel, you know, the price has come up. Like Milano cookies was $2,800 earlier this week. Now he's up to 4K. But still, like, th this line is fully correlated. They're going to get it. You know, the one thing I will say about fully correlated, Columbus doesn't take many penalties. Uh, but, you know, they have elite numbers, five on five, the zero line. So there isn't really a matchup that worries me. Um, so, and their ownership, like, they were 20% the other night. Now they're coming in around 7 8%. So it's drawing me there as well. Um, on... You know, you go down the lineup here, like, I don't really have too much interest in a line of Vinny, LaTerry, Sam Steele, Troy Terry. Like, no. And then, like, you know, if Jakob Silverberg was on the top power play, maybe I'd have interest in him in the one-off. But really, for me, on the duck side, it's just really that top line. 
Then on the Columbus side, if you want to play Jenner Bjorkstrand, I think that that's fine. Um, there's two good goalies going in this game, so that does worry me a little bit. So, like, I think I'm going to look towards, like, the cheaper matchups. Domi, Roslovic, Warcheck, just insanely cheap. They're, like, 9-1 to full stack, and they're coming in at 2%. They're not they're, – there's, like, no – they're going to avoid the Zegers line. There's not a matchup on the Ducks after that that really worries me. The only thing that worries me is John Gibson. Like, that – but, like, a goalie is – sometimes almost as good as his defense and the ducks don't have much after that Zegers line. So for a filler line, I really like that Domi Rossovic Warcheck uh match. Uh and if you even want to go down further, you want to do a cylinder Nyquist two man, I think that's fine. I don't know, you know, if you need to go down there because Rossovic's also twenty eight hundred, Domi's also twenty eight hundred, Vorchek's only thirty five hundred. Cylinder's minutes have been a concern. So I think I'll concentrate on, you know, Columbus two here, maybe a little bit of Jenner Bjorkstrand and Ducks one. Yeah, I definitely want to mention Oliver Bjorkstrand because his price is just, you know, far too cheap uh, for what he can do. He's priced at 5K on DraftKings, and this guy's a 30-plus goal, 70-point winger. Like, I have absolutely no idea why he's priced <laughs> $5,000 on DraftKings, but that's that's kind of what's drawing me to that Columbus top line is that they probably should be more expensive. Like, Bjorkstrand should be, you know, 6,500 to a 7K winger, and Jenner should probably be a 6K center by now, so – that's kind of what's drawing me to Columbus here is I think the top line is underpriced and they they play at a super high pace, uh, 120 plus shots for and against or shot attempts for and against per 60 minutes, which is high, uh, five and a half expected goals for and against per 60 minutes, which is high. Um, that's why I kind of like both top lines here. I think they can trade goals going back and forth. So no issue with either top line. I will say I like the Anaheim top line more than the Columbus top line. Um, we have, uh, you know, perfectly correlated on the power play. We have a bigger sample. Um, I think Zegers is a better offensive player than Jenner, even at this stage of his career. Um, so I will say I like the Anaheim top line better, but I'm with you on that Columbus second line. They're that genuinely one of my favorite filler lines on the night. I think just doing like a Roslovic Domi and then adding Bean uh, for that additional secondary power, because, you know, Columbus does play their second power play. This isn't a Boston or, or something like that, where it's, you know, 80% power play one. Um, so I do like that Columbus second line. Roslovic and Domi have put up decent numbers in a small sample together, 62 shot attempts per 60 minutes above water by expected goals. So yeah, I do like Columbus too. Uh, on the blue line, I just mentioned Jake Bean. I don't mind him in your Columbus two stacks. Um, they still have very cheap defensemen and all very usable defensemen. So I don't think there's like, I would say if I'm stacking power play two, I would use Jake Bean. Um, otherwise, I would probably use Bockfist. But anybody else to go to you? Yeah. Gavrikov, if you like him, is fine as well. Um, if you have the space for Wierenski, if you're using that top line, I think he's fine. On the Ducks side, Drysdale, if you're using Ducks one. I don't mind Hampus Lindholm as, as a $3,500 punt tonight either. Josh Manson, 2600 has been doing some stuff if you're a game log warrior. You can do worse for 2600 for sure. Yep, I agree. Um, let's keep this train moving then. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there. With an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95, this includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Discord, lineup builder, and a whole lot more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code that we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word, 
NHL strategy show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find the link to activate this coupon in the description of the video below. And of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. That's promo code NHL Strategy Show, all caps, all one word for first time Osmo users, 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, let's get to this next game. And this one is a spicy, spicy game. And it's a, and this is one, I think this is one of the 5.5s uh, that you were talking about, because this is certainly one that I was talking about. Nashville, 2.6 implied goal total. They're going in to face the Islanders. The Islanders have a 2.8 implied goal total. Should mention that that 2.8 from the Islanders is a goal total that's come down. They opened at three and they've come down. So it doesn't seem like Vegas uh, is very high on the Islanders here. Um, earlier in our chat, uh, somebody was asking if the Islanders have gotten better, um, you know, of late because they started the season horrifically. Uh, four games since returning from their COVID, uh, their COVID pause or whatever, they played Chicago, Detroit, Ottawa, and San Jose and were under, underwater by shot share. I still don't think the Islanders are a very good team. I don't think any of their lines I shouldn't say that. I think their top line might be fine. Um, their second and third lines are, I think, are definitely bad. Um, I think there's a playable line on the Nashville side here, Josh. What do you think? <laughs> when I was looking through this game, I was researching it. I felt like that Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon meme. I was like, Nashville won 18 5. <laughs> 2%? Getting bottom six matchups? Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> here, oh, here we go again. I love Nashville one. They're fully correlated. They're 18-5, which is not super expensive. They're coming in under 2%. And what the Islanders do at home is they send out Barzal Lee against bottom six, which means they have what they're what they're gonna send out against Granlin Duchesne Forsberg is either gonna be Kiefer Bellows, Austin Cesarnik, Wallstrom, or Ross Johnston, Cal Clutterbuck, and Zach Parisi at center. Again, why they're only two percent? I don't know. I'm going to be marching around like Vince McMahon tomorrow after I ship with with Nashville one. I, I really like them tonight. Um, their obviously, I know why their ownership is low. They have a 2.6 total on the road. I don't really understand that total. I think you know Vegas is still respecting the Islanders from a few seasons ago when they were good defensively. Their defensive numbers have not been great. Um, so yeah, Nashville one for me. I, I also like the uh, Tolvin and Cunning two man again. If you need a filler, um, I think there's better spots around. Like we just talked about, I'd rather play Columbus two and Nashville two. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. I think you can get them in with you know one of the cheap defensemen who are on the second power play unit on the Islander side. Like because they send out the Barzell line against the bottom six, I think Barzell Lee. Are playable. Lee's price has come down. Um, you know, they're only 11 4 for the two of them. You want to throw in Josh Bailey, 2,700. Sure. Um, 2.8 total. It's come down a little bit, but, you know, there's, we don't know if Saros is going to be in. The bottom six in Nashville isn't terrible defensively, but they're not great. So I, I think, you know, Barzell Lee playable tonight. Um, that's second line. 
not awful. I mean, JGP, Bavillier, 7,300 for the, for the two of them is playable as well. But I think, you know, if I was going to play the Islanders, I w- I'm not going to get to them in one to three, but in MME, I, I'm definitely going to get some, get to some Islanders one, maybe a little bit of Islanders too, but Nashville won my favorite line in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm not going to expand much further. Nashville one is going to get um, <laughs> matchups from the Islanders because they don't, like you said, they don't send out the Barzal line and the Pajot line goes out against second lines. I have no idea what the Islanders are doing here, but I suspect that Nashville top line, which has a 64% expected goal share, is going to do a little bit of damage here tonight. I really do like Nashville one as well. Um, nothing for me from the Islanders side. I agree with you with Leon Barzal. If you want to use them, I might, I'm probably only going to play two or three lineups tonight. I don't think I'll get to them. If I was playing 20, I would probably have Leon Barzal in two out of 20, something like that. Um, because their prices have come down. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're at least generating 60 shot attempts and 32 scoring chances per 60 minutes. So while they're giving up a lot in their own defensive end, at least they're generating offensively. So I think... There's definitely a case for that Islanders top line, but I like the Nashville top line the most out of this game. On the blue line, uh, Noah B, or Noah D, sorry, Noah Dobson, Noah B. Noah D, Noah Dobson, uh, his price is starting to come up a lot, up to 4,500. I think that's still playable. Um, I also think Roman Yossi at 7,400 on the road is playable. What do you think, Josh? Yeah. (laughs) I like Yossi. I played him the other night when I played Nashville one, and I was – crying about it so i i'm going to try to if i'm going to play nashville one in my one lineup i think i'm going to try to get yossi in dobson makes some sense price is getting up there but 4500 still playable um we'll see if ekholm is back uh if he's not back i think there's some other playable guys like fabro but you know if ekholm's in i think yossi is just the guy for me yep i do like yossi as well and i see chat likes your vince mcmahon they they're saying <laughs> We should make Josh's Vince McMahon call of the night a regular thing. Um, we're going to talk with the higher ups about that. I, I don't know how often we can get away with that on the show, but um, I actually kind of like that idea. Josh's Vince McMahon call of the night. We're, we're going to think about that. Um, all right, let's get, to- <laughs> I see Mike is enjoying it too. Uh, let's get to this next game. Detroit 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into St. Louis. The Blues have a 3.4 implied goal total. Obviously, uh, no uh, Tyler Bertuzzi still for Detroit. Um, I posted those numbers in our chat, the top line, without Tyler Bertuzzi. And it's not that they're bad. It's that they're horrific. Horrific. And 
St. Louis won, you know, the O'Reilly, uh, the O'Reilly top line with Kairou and Brandon Saad, they changed up their lines. Now O'Reilly, Kairou, Brandon Saad is the top line. They're going to get that Detroit one matchup. And like, even in the last show, we talked about how Detroit won at the best of times traded chances. Now it looks like they're not even trading chances anymore. Um, I really do like that St. Louis top line. Um, what do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah, there is a ton, and I mean a ton, of ownership on the Blues tonight. And for good reason. Like, the Fabri- with Fabry on the top line, that, you know, their numbers, just go look them up. They're, they're underwater. That second line with Voino there, putrid. <laughs> so, like, I'm having some problems figuring out what I want to do with the Blues here. Because, like, full stacking the line, it's going to be over 20%. If you want a power play stack, the top power play, you're going over three even strength lines. You want to go to the second power play unit, three even strength lines. So, like, I'm kind of in a conundrum here. Um, I think I might stick to, like, two mans or even just, like, it's a 10-game slate. But, like, honestly, Josh stacking on DraftKings came into my head here. Like that, that might be a bit egregious on a 10 game slate, but like, man, like there's just so much to like, like, I think O'Reilly Cairo is a great two man. Like they're super cheap. Buchnevich, Tarasenko, even just like one offing Braden Shen at 3,300 on the top power play. Like it's just pick your poison. Like, yeah, Barbashev's there on the second unit or on the second line, but like they're, I think they're going with not 12 forwards again. So I wouldn't, are they or no? No, it's 11 for yeah. yeah, so they're going 11-7 at best again tonight. So, like, yeah, Barbashev is there right now, but, you know, Shen's going to see some time with Buchnevich, Tarasenko. So I think, you know, you want to go Shen, Buchnevich, Tarasenko, I think that's fine. Um, you know, there's just so much you can do here with the Blues. I, I pretty much love everyone in their top six. Um, on the Detroit side, don't have much interest in that top line. Yeah, they're fully correlated, but they're getting like 8% in the 2.6 total on the road. Like Nashville one has a 2.6 total on the road and they're coming in way less owned. Like I'd rather just play them. I know that there's a price difference. Uh, the numbers with Valeno on that second line, just take me off suitors to Dina. It's just a mess. So I'm probably out on the, on the wings tonight. Just a matter of what you want to do with the blues, I think is, is the most important thing on the slate. Like one of the most confounding things to me on this entire slate is how in the name of God is Detroit one under leverage or over leverage there. Yeah. Like how, why, why are people running out to play this line tonight? I think it's price. It's gotta be price. No? But there, there's still like 15 K I like, I get it perfectly correlated 15 K you know, we'll play those lines, but like, just give me Anaheim instead. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Anaheim, the Anaheim top line is 19, $1,800 more expensive, find the $1,800 and play Anaheim instead. You know what I mean? So uh, it's kind of where I stand on Detroit. On the St. Louis side, I agree. I think you'll have to – I don't think you have to get too, too funky with your stacks because it is a large slate, and they do allow you to do so much with the rest of your lineup that I don't think you have to worry about duplications unless you're just like St. Louis one plus Krug plus another stack defenseman goalie. That's That might get duplicated. But if you're just playing St. Louis one – and then, you know, you have a two-man forward stack on the other side. And then you're correlating your defenseman with your goalie. Like, don't worry about duplicating 
uh, those types of lineups. I will say, um, I do, like, I hate that Ivan Barbashev is on that second line, but I just like the duo of Buchnevich and Tarasenko more than I like any other duo on St. Louis. I just hate their center. I hate him so much. And I can't believe that they put him there. But anyways, um, but that's where I'm going to stick with St. Louis is I'm probably going to look uh, to the St. Louis second line. Uh, Tarasenko and Buchnevich, two man. I just want to get much lower, lower ownership uh, and a higher chance of success by our top stacks tool. It just makes sense. <laughs> it, the math tells me that, Josh. So yeah. numbers, uh, numbers don't lie. Numbers, numbers never lie. Uh, so I'm going with St. Louis, too, here. Uh, on the blue line, I think Pareko is still fine at his price in the mid fours. Um, Philip Hironic is going to be back for Detroit tonight. So I think he's playable in case he gets hit by three pucks at 3,400 on DraftKings. What do you think? Yeah, that's really about it. I mean, Pareko definitely makes some sense. You want to throw Krug into a power play stack that makes some sense. That's really about it. And I guess like why Detroit one is popular is because Charlie Lingren starting. But, yeah, but I yeah, it doesn't matter who the goalie well, is for the Blues. It's not only that. I don't think Charlie Lindgren is necessarily a bad goalie. He, this no, is this is Huska coming up from the Rangers. Yeah. I I don't. I'll say that he'll hold his own. That's yeah. That, I kind of agree with that. He'll hold his own. Um, all right, let's move it along. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest, and we'll reach out via email with your coupon. And if you need immediate access, email support at Osmo.com, and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest including tonight's $175,000 Thursday night football baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. Not a bad little deal for first-time Yahoo users here. All right, let's get to this next game. Carolina, 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Calgary. The Flames have a 2.9 implied goal total. Uh, what stuck to, out to me the most in this game was that after a brief interlude down on the third line, Blake Coleman's back on Calgary too. And that Coleman, Backlund, Mangiapane line had been very excellent up until they got broken up. I suspect they might see a fair bit of the Carolina top line here tonight. Um, what do you make of this game, Josh? Yeah, this is a tough game to break down. I think in one to three, I don't know if I'm going to get too much in this game, but you know, in MME, I think this is a pretty good game to target. Although, the matchups here are very important because if Coleman back on Mangiapane are going to go out against, you know, Carolina one, I don't know how much Carolina one I'm going to want because Coleman back on Mangiapane have great defensive numbers. And then, you know, you start going down the lineup here, you know, Jarvis, Trocek, Neches probably going to see the Lucic, Monaghan, Dubay matchup. Dude, they haven't been bad, but, um, I think that would be the line that I would want to play from Carolina is Jarvis, Trocek, Neches. Uh, they're getting no ownership. They're, they're fairly cheap. Um, I think that's where I want to go. You know, the, the Stahl, Fost, Svechnikov are going to see a fair bit of, you know, the Gaudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk. So I think for me, it's going to be that Trocek, Neches, Jarvis line for me. Um, 
And then, you know, because Lindholm, Gaudreau, Kachuk, seeing, you know, the stall line, you know, they have decent defensive numbers. doesn't scare me away completely. I think in MME, they're definitely a line, you know, you can play. They're fully correlated. Carolina takes a ton of penalties. Uh, I think that's what makes them uh, pretty attractive here. Uh, they're getting close to around double-digit ownership. It's because, you know, Elias and Lindholm's prices come down. Uh, they're, they're fairly cheap for where they were at points this season. So I think in MME, I think our category one is a very viable play. And I also think, you know, if you want to use that second line, you can. Um, I don't know how much I'll get to. There's like other filler lines that I like more, you know, Columbus, this and that. But I think in MME, the top six of Calgary definitely makes some sense. Yeah, I will go right to the Mangiapane backland two man. Um, their numbers have just been outstanding. Two and a half expected goals for against just 1.2 against. Like 13 high danger chances for per 60 minutes and only five against per 60. They've just been outstanding. Backland and Mangiapane. Um, and Carolina is one of the most, it, it was not one of the most, by far the most penalized team in hockey. Now they have a great penalty kill, but Calgary's power play has also been one of the best in hockey over the last month or so. So I think full stacking the top line from Calgary makes sense, seeing as they're going to get some depth matchups. And I think a two-man at Mangiapane and Backlund also makes sense from the Calgary side here. I think I think I might get to some Mangiapane Backlund two-mans in my two to three lineups. Um Probably no full stacking for me, though, out of this game uh, in one to three. Definitely would be if I was playing 20 here tonight. Um, Brett Pesci and, to and Tony D'Angelo, I think they're out of COVID protocol. I'm not sure if they're playing tonight. Is there anybody on the blue line that sticks out to you here? Particularly. <laughs> like Slavin's over 5K. And... It depends if the other guys are back, because if they're out, I, I don't mind Brady Shea at 2,800. Not too much on the Calgary side that I am just itching to play. That I never like Calgary defenseman for DFS. Oh, I sh yeah, I should mention uh, Pesci and D'Angelo won't be playing tonight, obviously, because of uh, the border problem they're playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Brady Shea, 2,800. Interests me. Yeah. 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 Don't know why I didn't even think of that. All right. Uh, next game, let's get to Boston. 2.9 implied goal total going into Edmonton. They have it three. Point one implied goal total. Uh, Boston played last night, lost in a shootout to Vancouver. We said at the top of the show that Boston didn't look very good. They also played a lot of minutes. Like I think Martian and Pasternak were both like 24 minutes played last night. Um, Taylor Hall was moved down to the third line during the third period for Boston. I don't think he's going to start there in this game, but it is a risk that he could get moved down again in this one. Um, it is a six total. They're expecting goals here. What do you think, Josh? Ooh, like this game. Down so enthused man so like boston one has had their offensive issues but they're still good defensively they're gonna get you know mcdavid mcdavid's gonna go out against top comp it's just what it's gonna be i just i think for the first time and maybe a season and a half i don't have too much interest in mcdavid tonight at 9400 i just I think there's other things that I want to do in my one to three, like instead of like going, Oh man, I got to force McDavid because he might have seven goals. Like if, if anything, like if anyone can neutralize him now, that's just the kiss of death, but it's going to be Bergeron, Marsh and Pasternak. Um, now uh, like Matthews, 
how many times you're going to get McDavid under 20%, you know what I mean? So like this could be the night I always talk about don't run off the chalky McDavid's, but like if he's going to be around 15%, I think you can run off him. You want to play him with Jesse Cooley-Arvey. He's only 3,900 top power play. That's a fine two man. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. I just don't know if I'm going to get there in one to three. This is just a really tough matchup. It's a 10-game slate. This was a five-game slate. I definitely have interest in McDavid tonight. I just want to make that clear. But because there's so many other options, I think there's going to be other avenues to victory than, you know, even if McDavid has a three-point knife, I still think you can win without him. Um, but, you know, I, I, I won't tell you no to Edmonton one tonight. They're fully correlated. So uh, Edmonton two, not super interesting to me. If you want to, you know, do some like power play stuff, like we always talk about Edmonton, I think that's fine, but not super enthusiastic about it. Not super enthusiastic about using Boston one either. They, they looked pretty bad. They played lots of minutes yesterday. I don't want to pay that price. I kind of want to play Boston, too, if Taylor Hall's there going against Drysdale and Nugent Hopkins. Yamamoto, just a concern if Taylor Hall's even going to be there. I don't mind a Craig Smith one-off. Yeah, I would like Boston, too, as well here tonight. If we knew what Boston, too, was going to be, yeah. that's just kind of the problem here. Um, I think I'm like you. I'm not going to be stacking out of this game. I think a top-line Edmonton stack makes a lot of sense here uh, for a uh, couple reasons. One, they said uh, – just yes, you pull your is probably going to get power play one minutes, which means, you know, that line is now perfectly correlated on the power play. Uh, and they're relative, uh, relatively cheap. They're under 20 K. So it's not like this is an Edmonton power play stack where, you know, you're putting in dry side on Nugent Hopkins, and then you're looking for third, fourth liners priced at $2,700. You can actually stack another decent line with them. So, um, I wouldn't, if I was playing 20 tonight, I might get to Edmonton one. I honestly don't think I'm going to stack any lines out of this game. It would be one-offs for me. I think Darnell Nurse makes a ton of sense as a one-off here tonight. He got moved to the top power play unit. Obviously, he's going to play a lot of minutes. Uh, Boston could generate a lot of shots. Like Darnell Nurse is in the, you know, shot block and shot taking double bonus territory. What do you think about defensemen here? Yeah, Nurse, I love. Brandon Carlo, 3K, I can get behind. It's really about it. You want to play Chris Russell, 3,600, you can do worse. No interest in overpriced Keith Yandel, Tyson Berry, now that he's off the top power play. Yeah, that contract's really going to work itself out for Edmonton. Beautiful contract, yeah. Beautiful, great. Perfect contract. Uh, Winnipeg, 3.0 implied goal total. They're going into Seattle. Seattle also has a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, all right, I want to mention this because I had to double check to make sure that what I was looking up was correct because I couldn't believe that the numbers with these players were actually this bad. But so far this season with Brandon Tanev and Yanni Gord on the ice in about 50 minutes together, they're at 48 minutes, 32% shot share, 26% of the scoring chances. That's not even, that's not even, that, that, those are below AHL. You'd expect AHL replacement players to put up those numbers. I don't know what's going on. Brandon Tanev's typically a good 
defensive winger. Uh, Yanni Gord's typically a good defensive center, but their numbers are like, there's nothing good here, nothing good offensively and just nothing but badness defensively. Um, they're probably going to get the Dubois-Ehlers matchup for Winnipeg here tonight. And Seattle's goaltending remains the worst in hockey. I really like Dubois-Ehlers here tonight. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, me too. And Andrew Kopp is 4,300. He's not some guy, you know. He, he's always, like, I don't want to say he's live for a combo meal every night, but he shoots, he blocks some shots. 4,300 is a great price for him. Dubois, I, for DFS, is their best center. He shoots the puck. His shot rates with Ehlers is, is good. They're coming in around 6-7% in a three, to, three total on the road against Grubauer, who, who can't stop a nosebleed right now. Like, he's been so bad. Seattle, supposedly good defensively, but they haven't been great. You just mentioned the numbers. Like, I think me, you, and Niehaus can put up comparable numbers on the ice. You know what I mean? And both of us are going for, hopefully not soon, but we have terrible backs. So... <laughs> I really do like the cop Dubois Ewers line tonight. If you want to go to that top line, you know, Connor Shifu Wheeler, go for it. Um, they're horrific. Uh, five on five. You play them because of the power play. Grubauer has been struggling. Seattle has been struggling. So, but for me, Winnipeg Dubois line is my favorite. You want to go to that top line? Sure. On the Seattle side, I don't think I'm going to full stack anything. I don't know if I'm going to play anything on Seattle. Um, like their lines are just a mess. I just don't like the way the team is put together right now. I'm probably out on Seattle despite a three total. Yeah, I it's Winnipeg too for me. Ehlers, Dubois, Cop, 60% expected goal share together this year. I mentioned how bad that Seattle line is. Um, they're coming in with very reasonable ownership. Like they have a three total on the road and they have positive leverage by our top stacks tool. Uh, I will absolutely take that. So Dubois, Ehlers, Cop, love them. I think there's also a case to be made for Everly, Schwartz, and Wenberg because they're going to get the third and fourth lines from Winnipeg. You know, they do that when that Islanders line matching where the third line, where the top line goes out against third and fourth lines. Um, and they're coming in under 1% owned at under 14 K on DraftKings, Like, Three total, under 14K, under 2% owned, top line. Like, I think there's a good case to be made for the Seattle top line, but my favorite line in this game is Dubois-Ehlers. Uh, on, the blind, on the blind, on the blue line, uh, obviously Nate Schmidt uh, continues to make sense. Uh, anybody else stick out to you here tonight? I mean, G Giordano is back, but I don't want to pay 6600 for someone just coming back. Uh, my boy, Jamie Alexiak, 3,400. I don't mind him. I don't know if I'll get there, but I'd rather look elsewhere. Yep, I'd rather look elsewhere as well. Uh, we have an awesome Hall of Fame here where we like to celebrate our winners uh, amongst our subscribers. If you want to get in the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from osmo.com slash avatar, place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants, and then you tweet the wins to the Osmo account on twitter and you'll see some of the uh screenshots scrolling through you'll see a 50k and then a 25k from swiper 32 uh just absolutely crushing it uh in nba uh t scans we talked about him uh yesterday 35k as well that looks like uh nfl if i'm not mistaken 
you know, we talked about uh, Hofbrau had, you know, that 20K takedown in NHL a couple of days ago. And then yesterday with Mr. Goodman, send in your screenshots to the Osmo Hoff account. Just make sure you have um, the Osmo avatar as your DraftKings or FanDuel avatar. All right, let's get to these last two games. Dallas, 2.8 implied goal total going into Los Angeles. The Kings have a 2.4 implied goal total. There's just not a lot of goals here. Um, it's not very often that you'll see uh, five totals. I think this one has come up a little bit during the day, but they're not expecting a lot of goals here. Dallas on the back-to-back. What do you like, Josh? Is uh, I, I think I saw something that Andre Anthony see you maybe back tonight. I haven't seen anything. In- yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go check while you're talking. Yeah, um, well, if he's not back, that Kempe Kopitar-Brown line is going to see a bunch of the Hintz-Pavelski-Robertson line. And who, baby, they are bad defensively. So I know that the stars are on a back-to-back, but they're coming in around one and a half, two percent. And um, man, I, I really like that that Dallas top line tonight. That Kopitar matchup is not what it's been. It, like, yeah, it's Kopitar, but like, man, the guys with them just dragging them down. So I really like Dallas one tonight, and I really like LA too. Again, I followed Denal, uh, Arvidsson. Um, you're going to get the Ben Radjoff Peterson matchup, which is fine. You know, like Ben's been better this year, but he's, you know, still not a great defensive center at this point in his career. So from this game, Dallas one, LA two. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on both counts. I don't know if I would full stack Los Angeles two. Um, I think that's a spot where I would play Arvidsson one offs. Uh, that's kind of, like, I don't know if Phil Deneau would get, it's still a 2.4 total at home. And that's what scares me. Right. Um, I'm not going to go haywire with Los Angeles. I do like the second line. They've been great. Uh, 67% scoring chance share. I just think Victor Arvidsson would be the one to do the damage on that line. So one off for me from Los Angeles, I agree with you on the Dallas top line. I might get there in my two or three lineups here tonight. They're certainly in consideration for me Um, on the blue line. There's really not anybody that sticks out here. Ryan Suter played a lot of minutes last night. So maybe his ice time comes down and somebody like, you know, Lindell's comes up or something, but Lindell's already priced at 4,100. So it's not super cheap. Anybody stick out? Not really. Um, You know, if you're using Dallas one, you want to put in Klingberg. Yeah, I think that's fine. But other than that, I don't think I'm going to use anyone from the blue line in this game. Yeah, I, I will say I think Hayes going to make sense. 6,200. You know, he can definitely get there by his own in like a 3-1 win or something like that. So uh, don't mind Hayes But the thing with Hayes is I think he's the same price. Yeah, he's only $100 cheaper than Darnell Nurse. And I'd rather just play Darnell Nurse as a one-off. You know what I mean? So that's just kind of where I'm at. All right, let's get to this last game. Minnesota 3.2. Implied goal total going into San Jose. The Sharks have a 2.7 implied goal total. Uh, expect top line versus top line here. I think there's some something on the Minnesota I like side I like, but I'm going to get your thoughts first, Josh. I like the Minnesota top line. Um, it was like in their numbers, Hartman, Kaprizov together are just ridiculous. You're going to get that Couture matchup, which is the only, you know, matchup you have to worry about with the Sharks, but they're still not like elite defensively. They're probably league average. So I've, you know, that line going into a league average matchup with Aiden Hill and the Sharks blue line, you know, I, I, I do really like Minnesota one tonight. Um, I also like that checking line again. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, make that Joel Erickson that call again, but they are going to get, you know, the Cogliano Benino Nieto line, like, 
who is that? Like, what is that? So I, I don't mind that Eric's neck went off again. Uh, you want to add him in with, you know, Marcus Foligno, who somehow has like 12 goals on the season. I think, you know, that's fine. Uh, I think, you know, Eric's neck went off, makes some sense. Uh, Fiala went off, makes some sense. Minnesota one makes some sense. On the shark side, I think the hurdle line makes some sense here. If you want to use the Sharks, the problem is like they're going to get the Rask, Fiala, Pitlick line. And yeah, there's not a lot of name value there, but they're pretty good defensively. So I don't know how much Sharks I'm going to be getting to tonight. Um, you know, Hurdle's coming off that hat trick, so he might be more popular than he should be. Uh, so I'm going to tread lightly on the Sharks tonight. I'm probably going to be under the field. Yeah, I will say on the Minnesota side, it's Polino Greenway that interests me. Um, getting those secondary power play minutes. Um, the Sharks penalty kill has just been awful for the, at least, you know, by shots allowed over the last month. So I like a cheap two man of Felino Greenway from Minnesota. Uh, don't mind the San Jose top line here either. Minnesota's penalty kill, not very good. And they're amongst the most penalized teams in the league. And we have that San Jose top line coming in a very reasonable ownership, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, 4% ownership. So I do like that San Jose top line here tonight. Uh, decent special teams matchup for them uh on the blue line i think mario ferraro definitely makes sense anybody else really i mean if you want to play golgoski with that checking line i think that makes some sense if you can get off the dumbo that's fine brodine skated today i don't know if he's playing so that's something to keep an eye on all right um thanks again to yahoo they are our sponsor for the show before uh you guys get out of here please click that like button subscribe and make sure you click that little bell so you get notifications or alerts whenever we do go live uh, we have uh, the Yahoo NFL Thursday show coming up uh, with the Jock Market NFL Thursday and Sunday preview show following that. And then at 430 Eastern, your NBA double dose will begin. Uh, Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick and your goalie. My hat trick pick, pick, pick for tonight is Oliver Bjorkstrand. And I like Jacob Markstrom, Jake Ottinger, and Aiden Hill in that. Who you got? I like Markstrom. I also like, um, oh man, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, I uh, go down. Oh, Hellebuck, and I like Gibson, and I'd be remiss if I didn't go to Philip Forsberg tonight. All right, and uh, just a final note, I see Chad is saying Matt Dumba out for tonight, so that might change things on the Minnesota side as well, but uh, we've run out of time for producer Mike, uh, for our single entry assassin, Joshua Harris. I'm Michael Clifford saying we'll be back tomorrow, and good luck tonight, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.